0: Hey, everybody, Steve Stein here, and welcome to Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the dangers of the guitar brain when you are trying to improvise. So first thing we're going to talk about here is what is the guitar brain? Well, we spend so much time practicing scales, theory, technique, and licks, and oftentimes what happens with players is that when it comes time to improvise, Your, what we'll call the guitar brain keeps trying to push all of these things out in your solos. Okay. In your improvisation. So it might even be a subconscious thing, but because you've spent so much time practicing this or this or this or all of these things that you feel required to have to push all of this stuff out when you're improvising. And the problem is sometimes what happens is because of that guitar brain, All of these elements of guitar practice come in and the element of musicality kind of goes out. Now, of course, this depends on the style of music that you're playing or the solo that you're doing. I mean, if you're doing something that's it's a rock thing or a metal thing and it's really, really energetic at that point in time and it's really meant to be a particular kind of lick or sequence that you're doing, again, that's a different kind of thing. This is just a generalized idea. Let's look at this a little bit different way. Let's say you're going to be soloing over a chord progression, and this chord progression is a couple minutes long. This is a different kind of situation. Let's even add some more parameters to it. Let's say it's a little bit slower and it's more melodic. Maybe it's major key based or something like that. And so now all of a sudden you have to be thinking about making connections to the music to these chords to the tempo to the groove maybe even to the musical dynamics that are happening with this musical situation whether it's a backing track let's say it's an actual band so your band's playing and you're soloing and they're bringing that dynamic up and then all of a sudden it drops back so it's a real kind of emotional situation that you find yourself in and you're improvising over the top of this so it's very easy for that guitar brain to be saying play more, play faster. You didn't play Dorian or you didn't play Mixolydian or you worked on these licks. And so you need to throw those in there right now. And I'm not saying that you can't do some of those things. Of course, you're gonna use some of those things. The problem is, is at that point in time, if you think about it, you're not thinking musically right now. You're not thinking about the musical moment that you're in. You're thinking with your guitar brain, whether it's beneficial or not, that's what's happening. And so what I find with... Teaching for as many years as I have is most players wind up having issues at this point in their playing, in their improvisation, because they're being overwhelmed with all of these guitar thoughts, pentatonic versus diatonic, and whatever it is. I have to throw these licks in here. I have to impress the guitar players in the room or whatever it might be. And again, I'm not saying that all of those thoughts are negative. What I'm saying is when you're inundated with all of those thoughts at once, You're not thinking about the musical situation anymore. You're not thinking about making a musical connection to what's going on with this musical situation. You're just trying to slam out guitar brain ideas. You have to be careful to balance that. And so oftentimes what I tell players to do is when you're practicing your improvisation, learn to try and tune out the guitar brain and try and think on a more simplistic level to begin with. And then once you train yourself, of course, you can start bringing some of that guitar brain back in. But move to your musical brain and allow yourself to start trying to make these connections, melodic connections, phrasing connections, different kinds of things like that. So as these chords are going by, let's say it's something real basic, like you know a G, B minor, C, D thing or something, whatever it is. So this G is being played right now. And what are you thinking about? How are you responding to this chord? Are you trying to make some sort of musical connection? And again, we're not talking about a Slayer solo here. That's an entirely different approach. We're talking about a musical situation that is using melody, that's responding to those chords. If I was playing over a Slayer solo, I'm not responding to those chords. I'm trying to do something kind of exciting, fast, chaotic, whatever, because that's what the music is requiring. So again, keep in mind, we're talking about different musical situations here. So this situation is requiring me to think about that G, and then here comes that B minor, here comes that C, here comes that D. Now, obviously one logical thing to do is to try and make some sort of chordal connection to those. So when G is being played, I might be doing something where I'm directing my movement across the fretboard to something of that chordal structure. Maybe I'm seeing that triad on the fretboard. Maybe I'm just seeing the chord shapes on the fretboard, whatever it might be. Now, again, I'm not obligated, this is that guitar brain thing, I'm not obligated to share equal time on the root and the third and the fifth or hit all of them equally or one's gonna feel bad or something like that. And to be honest with you, as the song progresses or this musical situation progresses, I'm not even obligated to respond to each chord all the time. But what you have to be aware of is if you're never responding to the chords in a melodic sense, it just sounds like you're randomly playing, which you are. I mean, let's be honest, it doesn't mean that it's bad. you're enjoying this episode so far and you're getting motivated to take your guitar playing to the next level please do me a favor and leave us a rating on apple podcasts it'll help the show grow and reach more rock stars like you who want to improve their guitar playing also i'd love to know what parts of the episode you liked as well as what you learned so please share this podcast and tag us at guitarzoom.com on your social post and now let's get back to the podcast the problem is is that and this goes a little bit deeper but Oftentimes, when you have players that don't think on a musical level and aren't trying to make musical connections, they're just playing up and down, in and out, through positions, through scales, trying to throw in licks, and then hoping that it all sounds good. And sometimes it does. And to somebody that doesn't know any better, it probably does a lot of the time. The downside to that is you're gambling. You're taking a chance that it's going to work. And again, if you're around your friends or relatives and nobody knows any better, it might not make any difference. But if you try and elevate your game and you're trying to get gigs or you're trying to get on the recording circuit so people call you to do, like people will hire me to do solos for sessions. I always do them remotely, obviously, because I live in North Dakota, but different kinds of things like that. And it can't just be a randomizer or getting hired to play in a band or do a fly-in gig or whatever it might be, it can't all just be about, well, I hope I can fake everybody by just pretending like I know what I'm doing because at some point you'll be found out, right? As you keep elevating your game. If you never elevate, then maybe you wouldn't. And so that's not a bad thing. It's okay to learn how to authentically connect to the music that you're playing by learning how to respond musically, by playing more melodically, connecting to those chords utilizing phrasing and then for me it's always what i call dynamic contrast as i'm making these logical connections i'm also thinking about what makes a speaker interesting what makes a book interesting that sort of thing is these dynamic contrasts low high fast slow you know a little a lot none at all Pentatonic versus diatonic. Now, again, you can see how we start moving a little bit back into this guitar brain by thinking that way, but we use it as a balance with phrasing, with melodic playing, that sort of thing. So it all works. It's not just how many licks I can play or how fast I can play, or I'm trying to play as many modes as possible. Because again, the audience doesn't necessarily connect to that. That's you going through all of your guitar elements in your head a thousand miles an hour so you might balance your solo by playing a little bit more melodic and then this next time around if you can feel the dynamic coming up with your band it's elevating a bit so now all of a sudden you're relying on some licks or some repetitive phrases or something more than you are making those guitar or those chord connections at that point in time, because you don't have to do it every time. I mean, if this chord progression keeps going over and over and over, it's not like every single time you have to respond to the G and the B minor and the C and the D or whatever it is, but you have to play the game of balance. And so learning to be in control of your thoughts and that guitar brain of yours and feeding a little bit of that into your solo as your Balancing that with that musical mindset, that musical brain that you're trying to develop. So when you're practicing your improvisation, learn to shut down that guitar brain. Learn to think about, even before you even start playing the music, before you put your fingers on the guitar, you've already thought about the key that it's in or the chords that are needed, what your approach might be, what you know about your fretboard, what you know about those chords. And that should bleed into your daily practice routine, especially if you're in a band and these are things that you do on the weekends or whatever it might be, or you're writing with people and you're gonna be doing the solos, obviously doing some prep work is gonna be really important to you because that's how you're gonna up your game, your musical game, your talent level is by being able to respond to these things on a more authentic level. So doing your prep work and then listen to that that song or whatever it is Over and over and over, and you start gaining insight into what is expected of you. And then you go to your fretboard and you think, okay, well, what do I know about this situation? What do I know about this key? What do I know about scales relative to this key? What do I know about my fretboard? What options do I have? Right. You're doing some prep work and analyzing these things. Now that's not truly improvisation. That's education. That's again, elevating your guitar game at this point and your value because the more you understand about these sorts of things, when it comes time to improvise, the better you're going to be at assessing the situation very quickly and coming up with ideas that work more musically. So think about that a little bit. The next time you go to start playing, do some prep work. Think about balancing your musical brain with your guitar brain and start seeing if you can't make your solo sound better through authenticity, not just game of chance and hoping that things work and that nobody actually knows (laughs) that you don't know what you're doing or you don't know how to approach this situation. Gain value by having the confidence and the understanding on how to approach this better. All right? So take care, stay positive, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's podcast and want to learn guitar even faster, Go to GuitarZoom.com and click the Get Started button to get access to courses that are right for your interest and skill level. Again, go to GuitarZoom.com and click the Get Started button.